Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. We're back again. Look who's here. It's my friend Ross. He's not on call hey. this week. He's here on the show. It feels good to not be on call, there you mostly. Go. Also, to be back on the show. Boom. It, that's two good things, not being on call and being on the show. Joining me Indeed. again, uh, as always, Nat. How you doing, man? Not much. Chilling. Taking it easy. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so... Normally, you know, we like to to kind of just, you know, talk through the beginning, but Ross is very frustrated because I told him I had a surprise game that I was playing this week and that he'd never guess. Ross, I'm going to give you three guesses right now. It's I got uh is it a retro game? No. So that's your is first it, clue, but that's that's not your okay. We're gonna do okay. Three clues, and then you have to guess. So I'll let you pick your it, clues. Is it is it on the switch? Yes. Is it Super Mario Odyssey? No. Mm. Um. Did you finish Breath of the Wild? No. Okay, I'm out of guesses. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. <laughs> yeah. I bought never would have guessed and that. for the first time ever finished a Mario game. I Do finished like Bowser's it? Fury today. It was fine. Um <laughs> I was playing 3D World first and then like I was reading online and they were like, "Yeah, Bowser's Fury is like its own separate thing." And I was like, "Oh, I thought I'd have to play 3D World." And then Bowser's Fury. Um, the 3D World stuff is actually like really nice because they're like really short levels and they're fun, like quick little mm-hmm. bites. Uh, and it does have the one to four player co-op. But um, I've only played it in single player so far. Uh, each of the characters is a little different. You know, like Luigi jumps a little higher. Peach can float. Toad, I think, is like really fast or something. There was like a cool thing where you had like a, a Captain Toad mission. So like you're going mm-hmm. around where you can't jump the treasure tracker thing or whatever. Yeah, um, so there's a, there's a lot of fun little things in there. Um, the Bowser's Fury, though, is like a totally just 3D world Mario. And, like, you're cruising around on, like, some water dinosaur thing and, pardon me, getting, like, these cat bells. And every once in a while, Bowser just wakes up really pissed off. And he's, like, you know, like the dark, evil-looking Bowser like you see on this. And he's just like, ah, I'm going to shoot you with lasers and fire. And so, like, he'll wake up every once in a while, and then he'll go away. But as you continue to progress, he'll stay on the field longer. And eventually, like, as you're getting your last couple, like, God, the last couple were really frustrating to get because some of the, like, mini games to get them I don't think were super fun. Mm. Um, Or necessarily, like, some of them were fine, but some of them, like, I had to do this thing where I have to gather, like, these blue coins. And I'm going through these pipes, And there are these clear pipes and you have to pick like the direction you want to go. But the weird thing was, is it didn't feel very responsive. So it's like, I'm trying to come out of this turn and there's like a four way pipe and I'm trying to turn to the right. The game's just like, okay, we're just going to keep going up and they're on a timer. So if you miss, you know, and then you have to go all the way back around and then you got to try it again, or you might take the right way out of the pipe and then you're out of the pipe and you can't like get back in. So you have to start the whole thing over. And so that was gotcha. really frustrating, uh, and I didn't care for that part. But um, 
the last couple of little cat things I need to, it's all cat themed. Uh, you become a giant cat to fight giant Bowser. Uh, so that was, that was cool. Um, what prompted you to buy this? I have never finished a Mario game and the evil and Bowser. you picked that one over Odyssey. This one looked, he looks really cool. I saw the trailer and I saw this Bowser and I was like, he looks really cool. I want to play that. And so I bought it. Don't worry. I'm only mildly disappointed with the buildup. But, <laughs> but I told you you'd never guess though. And it was a Mario game. You just picked the wrong one. Yeah. I, was, I, I was am close. more inclined now to play Odyssey having played this. That's good. Odyssey is fantastic. Um, but yeah, Odyssey I wanted to give a, a Mario game a real shot. And I mostly enjoyed it. Um, the last couple, I keep I keep not finishing this thought. The last couple were really annoying because like it was harder to do them because they were, you know, I did a lot of the easy ones first. And so now it's like the trickier ones to get. And now Bowser doesn't go away when you pick up. Like when you, there's these lighthouses you're turning on and like Bowser sees it and he's like, ah, oh, no, I'm going back to bed for a while. Um, but at a certain point, he's just like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. And so you're trying to get the last of these. So you're trying to do like these like races and stuff. And Bowser's just shooting lasers at you the whole time. And it's just like, boy, I regret doing these in the order I did them because this is far more difficult. Um, mm. I got to the point, I, I only looked up one thing because I needed like an easy one and I was missing one thing from one area. And after I figured out where it was, I never would have found it because it was inside a building that I didn't have to go in anymore. Mm. And I, I just never would have looked there. And so I was glad I did because I, I got 51, but that was just because I got two like completely by accident. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Nice. Uh, nice. Final say for that should be going up uh, probably this week. I would imagine I could write that up. I haven't fit. I'll be completely honest. I haven't finished 3D World, but you know that's the same game as what released on the Wii U. Um, so Bowser's Fury is really like what you'd be buying this for because that's all mm. the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well. You're right. Definitely unexpected. I have finally sure. finished a Mario game. There we go. Well, I did it. Do you want to? I remember we talked about. Do we want to go around and like do one game at a time? Yeah, or that's what. Do, no, that's what okay. I figured we were doing. Gotcha, Net. You want to talk about uh, something you've been playing? I haven't really been playing much. Aside, actually, I picked up Suzerain and I was playing that yesterday. Mm -hmm. so that's not anything new. New. Tell me about to. your sword, Lind. I didn't. I only got into the entrance, like the opening cutscene, and I turned it off because we were supposed to play Divinity, and then we didn't play Divinity. So I was like, "Oh man, I didn't. I didn't want to start playing Suzerain again because I didn't know if we were going to start." So I only got past like the first couple of meetings. I'm still on like the first day. Okay. And then I started playing Going Under today, and that's basically it for my game since last week. Gotcha. Um, I've actually been playing a weird assortment of games, um, usually once a year, and I'm hoping it's more than once a year. Um, I get really into retro games, uh, and just kind of catching up on stuff. Um, and I love the Team Eco games. Shadow of the Colossus is one of my top five games of all time. The Last Guardian made me cry, and I love it so much. Um, but I'd never actually finished Eco the first game. So um, I've had the HD collection on PS3 forever, 
I just never got around to finishing it. So I finally played through that and finished it. Um, and it's interesting. It You can definitely see a lot of what came later. But I found the controls to be very finicky and frustrating. Um, but the like atmosphere... I feel like that was the case even when they were new. I feel like I remember hearing that. Yeah, people definitely had problems with the the controls, at least with Shadow of the Colossus, just because the button layout was different. Um, but like, yeah, there there were some definitely definitely some frustrating gameplay aspects to Eco, but like the tone and the kind of atmosphere is is all there. Um, so I'm glad I finally finally got through it um, and and finished that, but. Um, yeah, finished, that, that took, I think, like, seven or eight hours to finish, but, um, yeah, glad I played it. Um, but what about you, Chris? Next up. Um, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, honestly. This new season has been fantastic so far. Um, new week, uh, we got another Battleground that was really cool. Uh, we got a new exotic quest, uh, with a really, like, cool new mission, um, I think a lot of like the community is overhyping it a lot, so don't read into that too much. Uh, the mission itself is fine. I think what's really cool about it is like the setting. You're on this just derelict cabal ship. There's these weird like growths everywhere. You hear something crawling around in the distance, but you can't see it. You don't know what it is. Um, there's a lot of like cool puzzles and stuff like that. Um, like it, it's a good mission. It's a really good mission. It's not mind blowing, you know. I like me personally, you know. I think something like an outbreak uh, was probably a better mission. Um, like people are people are comparing this to like you know you know outbreak and whisper and stuff like that. And outbreak is still my favorite of that bunch. Uh, but it's it's a hell of a good time. Like it's it's creepy, it's atmospheric, and it's so it's so different from what. Bungie usually does with these because like it, it, it just it feels like it's trying to spook you like it, Ross was watching me play and he even get, said like there's dead space vibes um, and that's really what it is like they really just set this tone and it holds it pretty much all the way through. Uh, I really liked that about it. That's the part to me that really stood out. It's just like this eerie like you know isolated feeling that you have being on this ship and you don't know what's around the next corner. And that's just something destiny hasn't done before. Um, like they, they can, Bungie can do incredible like world storytelling. And this, I think was one of the best examples of that. Nice. Uh, but otherwise, I mean the, the season continues to be a ton of fun. I really like the activity. I like the gameplay loop. I really love like the seasonal challenges. Um, I, I, this season, it's been hard to put Destiny down again because, you know, it's not so much like FOMO, but it's more of like, I really like knowing that every time I'm going on right now, I have something to do. There's something to chase right now. There's a gun like this week. There's a really popular hand cannon in the Nightfall, uh, the Palindrome from Destiny 1. They brought that back as a Nightfall exclusive gun. So everybody's trying to farm that. So like every week they're bringing something back and like the new exotic they brought out has random rolls. So that's something you're going to run every week to try and get another roll on that gun. So we're finally getting to the point again where like my biggest complaint is always like, you know, I love Destiny, but I feel like they're just, they, they don't respect, 
I've always said they don't respect my time as far as like I want to put more time into the game and the game just can't support that. So far this season, the game is supporting it. Like I got to the wire last week. I was it was mon- like last not last night, Monday night. I was like, "Okay, I got to do this, 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 this and this." And we we're just running through these activities to get them done cuz I hadn't finished them yet cuz I was doing other stuff all week. So, that was that was really good for me. I liked that a lot. Just knowing that, like, hey, every time I'm going on there, there's something I'm doing and getting done. Really, it's really good happy to feel like with you keep progressing. Yeah. yeah, really happy with season of the chosen so far. It's only week two. I don't want to get too crazy or anything. And be like, this is the best season ever. Uh, it's really easy to say that in week two, but like right now, I'm super happy with everything they're doing. Nice, nice. Um... For, for me to kind of continue on the retro game train, um, started, uh, I've had it in my collection for a little while, um, but I started playing Burning Rangers, which is one of the Saturn exclusive games um, where you play as basically futuristic firefighters. Um, it's a weird game. I don't think it's a very good game, but it's interesting. Um, it's super short. Um, there's only four missions, and each one is maybe like. 15 20 minutes or so um but there's replayability in that in each level there's like multiple civilians you can rescue and they're always randomly placed throughout the levels um and there's boss fights at the end of each level it's weird um definitely not worth the price it's going for right now um but i'm glad i have it glad i'm glad i played it um it's interesting but uh, not too much more about that. Like I said, it's super short, so there's not a ton to say about it. But movement is really... Saturn was not ready for 3D. And controls, controlling the character in that game is super sluggish. Um, so that's that's a bit of a bummer. But, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you have anything else, Chris? No... No. Okay. No. Um, uh, okay. I mean, no. I, maybe a little bit of Apex, but nothing nothing noteworthy. They've got their seasonal event going on. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll just I'll wrap up then. Um, ended up picking up uh, for the GameCube uh, the Teen Titans game. Ooh. Because it's like, it's based off the good Teen Titans cartoon and not Teen Titans Go. And it's like X-Men Legends or Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where it's like four-player co-op. So I just kind of played through the tutorial, but it feels fun to play. So I would once, once we can be in person again, that would be fun couch co-op with a, with a few, with a few of us. And then the game I put probably the most time into outside of eco. I was going to say, was, can I put a sidebar into what yeah. you're saying about the Teen Titans game? Sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, rumor has it that they're going to actually finish that show on HBO Max. I've heard that. They're talking about bringing back a lot because they're putting a lot of stuff on there. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watch Total Drama Island. They're finishing that, finally putting a season two and three to mm. that on HBO Max, which was a great show that they never, like, finished on you, Cartoon for, Network. For, for the Titans? Are you talking about the cartoon or the, the live cartoon. action Titans show? The okay, car- gotcha, cartoon. Gotcha. Not the live. I don't give two shits no, I, about the live action show. Mark, Mark likes to keep up on that stuff. And I heard that. Mm. And I also heard a potential. shock potential they might try to revive the batman animated series because according to what mark has heard when they put that on hbo max their subscriptions skyrocketed 
yeah, that became yeah. the most the most watched content on the app was Batman heard, the animated series. I heard that and they're thinking they're thinking about looking at all these old franchises with stuff they were also looking into batman beyond and static shot because those were also really high like Mm -hmm. viewing stuff that they put on the platform yeah i mean because they dc had their own like dc universe app that had like comics and shows Mm -hmm. and movies and stuff and they basically over the course of like a year and a half basically just folded all of the video content into hbo max and it's just constantly just moving stuff over Mm -hmm. um so like i watched the first two seasons of titans and regret doom patrol is doom really patrol good is i heard really that was i want to watch doom patrol uh, 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 doom patrol is hilarious i highly recommend it um and then young justice is, is really good too i want to watch young um, justice i've seen clips i know it's really good but like i want to sit down and watch it one day because like i'm i'm hoping that if they are going to revitalize like a batman the animated series even more mm-hmm. than that and you know as much as i'm a fan of that i want them to bring back justice league i want them yeah, to give me another sure. season of like actual justice league bring back phil lamar bring back everybody i want that team up again i want whatever comes after unlimited you know <laughs> like yeah. i need that that show is so good like i, I oh. find it funny that the vo- the voice actor for the flash in that show played lex Luthor in smallville i find that funny <laughs> but anyway um yeah it's man i i wish I wish you guys could come visit and we could all play Teen Titans together. Because hey man, New York is about to open back dope. up. Our corona, our coronavirus stuff has been dropping like, like crazy. It's only been a one percent increase. That's awesome. Maybe we're finally getting to the. Maybe we're starting to see the end of this at some point. Hopefully, I know vaccines are getting out in way higher amounts. My my parents have gotten their first doses, which is great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, because they're old. So, um, but but yeah, what was I? Love oh yeah, not La- last mask. It almost feels weird not wearing it now. I know. Is, I'm rocking the just... mask even after. Yeah, there was some girl on the train throwing up today, and like she was like on the other side, and I looked over and I was like, "Hmm, this can't be coronavirus safe." <laughs> yeah. No, that is definitely um, not. Yeah. Uh, last game i've been playing and it's it's an it's interesting to me because i know the far better version is on pc um but i'm playing it on the original xbox and that's star wars knights of the old republic 2 um i picked that up uh just at a local game local retro game store um i've started it once or twice and um i've never gotten super deep into it um, but because the first game is one of my top three games of all time, I love the first Kotor. Um, and oftentimes with games nowadays, I don't usually end up playing more than like an hour and a half or two hours at a time because I just kind of feel like I'm taking a break after that for the vast majority of things I play. Um, I pop that in, and then when I hit save to end the game i had been playing for like five hours i had no idea um like that game those games are just so much fun for me um and they still like play super well and it looks good on um like the xbox one uh like upresing it like it looks nice too um and there's been obviously with rumors about like a remake or a new game from Aspire, um, 
it's it's interesting it's like what i've heard is that the first game for most people the plot is better but in the second game the characters are better so i'm excited to continue that journey um i know that it was the development cycle was all screwed up they made the game in like i think less than a year um after the first game was released and this was obsidian um so the ending of the game is kind of non-existent and it's just kind of like a like a slideshow explaining what happened at the end because they got didn't have enough time uh which on the pc there's a mod on steam called the uh sith lords restoration or restore content mod i think which people over the years have been working on pulling assets out of the system files and restructuring like there's a whole bonus droid planet that they cut from the game that's still in the code that people have like restored that you can go to now in the pc version like i know the pc version is the way better version but it's for me kotor will always be linked with the xbox and it feels good to to play it again and i can't wait to put a lot more time into it especially if there is going to be a a new star wars rpg coming out in the near future so it's that's been that's been what i've been it's been all retro so that's good that's that's half of what we're all about that's uh true. just thrown out uh i don't think we mentioned this at the top of the show we are actually streaming this live this week twitch.tv slash nightmare cv um we're doing it at least for this week i think the plan going forward might actually be to stream this um, just because it's easier for our editor who works uh, for, for Cypher, who works on the YouTube part of it. Uh, it's easier for him to just download this from the, the VOD. So trying to make his life a little easier. And we get interactions like this. Chat has been telling us what they've been playing. Um, we got Groot out here playing some Star Wars Battlefront 2, Destiny 2, Smite. Uh, Russell played Valheim, uh, which is a game I'm, I've seen it. And, like, I don't like that genre of games, but this game seems to be going, like, viral popular. Um, And so I almost feel like I have to at least, like, you know, do something with it. But I'm trying to resist at the moment. Uh, Also been playing the Loop Hero demo. I'm not familiar with that one, but it sounds good. Uh, Uranium talking about Little Nightmares 2, which I have seen. Uh, Unfortunately, I watched a streamer play the end of that. And so I can't play that game anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate I'll tell you what though liked what I saw would have probably enjoyed that game <laughs> oh and Dyson Sphere Program that is a game I kind of have my eye on I'm, I'm waiting to see if maybe they do a sale in the next couple months and I might get in on that but uh, I can only do too ma- I can only do so many early access games before I uh, you know just kind of lose track of them yeah Especially with how sure. early some of them are. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but gentlemen, nice. do we want to get into the Nintendo Direct today? Because that's sure. a thing that hasn't happened in almost two years. Yeah, a proper yeah. direct. Um. So let's get this out of the way. There was no Breath of the Wild two. There was no Metroid anything. Um. Still no goddamn Advance Wars. Um, not even a new Fire Emblem, which I thought maybe we were primed for a tease for that at some point. But uh, here's what we did get. Uh, Pyre from Xenoblades Chronicle 2 uh, and Mithra. Pyra. 
Oh, well, this one. Pyre uh, is Pyra. The no, phenomenal. I, yeah, no, this this article that I'm reading from has a typo. Oh, nice. Because that's uh, it has an e at the end. Pyra and Mithra <laughs> uh, are joining Smash. So that's your new Smash character coming in March. I know the community is going nuts right now. Another sword user, everyone's favorite. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's everyone's everyone's favorite waifu. They must be really easy to make this, this, this sword characters because they keep making them. That must just be yeah, like I've... either either they really like making them or they're really easy to make. But yeah. uh, I, I feel like say, I makes... think a lot of the games just have sword characters. No, There's it's... so many sword characters oh, like enough. that are like. Yeah, still one Master Chief. Yeah, no, I can. We we pick. I I pitched Ross the perfect reveal for that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, someday. Someday. Someday, Nintendo. Fighter Pack Three. Yeah. Right. Uh. Yes, we got that. Fall Guys in the game that should have been on Switch probably a long time ago, but couldn't because PlayStation exclusivity. Uh, is coming to Switch this summer, along with the Outer Wilds. And yes. Samurai Warriors 5. So those are all coming out. Um, the Famicom Detective Club uh, stories are getting localized for Switch. Uh, they look like, they definitely look like they have like a Phoenix Wright vibe. Yeah, um, which I was all about. Yeah. So those are coming May 14th. Uh, the the missing heir and the girl who stands behind. Mysterious. Yes. yes. Um, Legend of Mana or Mana. I don't know how you which preferred enunciation. Tomato, of tomato. That. Yeah. Um, that's coming to Switch June fourth. Monster Hunter Rise got another trailer. That's still coming. I believe March twenty sixth, if I remember correctly. Uh, here's the big one. Mario Golf. Uh, Mario Golf yeah. Super Rush is coming to Switch June 15th. Uh, Nat, we need to talk to you. Cypher is in and Ross is in. Uh, we want to do the, the half-gen tour, um, the half-gen invitational. We just do a round of golf every week or something. <laughs> I'm down. I like, I like golf games. Yeah, because you can make your own character. They have a story mode just like the, the old. I think didn't Camelot develop those? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Like those old like Mario Tennis games and stuff. Like that's the thing I wanted in Mario Tennis Aces. That's what would have gotten me to buy it. But they mm, didn't have It's that. gonna be it's gonna be the second golf game on Switch with a story mode. <laughs> golf story is very good, by the way, in case anyone wants to play. <laughs> well there you go. But uh it, but Mario sports games are generally very good. Like Super Mario Strikers on GameCube is one of the greatest sports games of all time. So I'm excited for Mario Golf game. But. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually very interested in that game, and it looked like it looked simple, like not like boring, but it looked like kind of easy. It had kind of like that Hot Shots vibe, but maybe even a little less hardcore than that. Mm. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of release dates for other games. Um, the Capcom Arcade Stadium is out today, uh, and I got a full list of those games if anybody's interested. I was gonna say, oh wait, not that actually. Hold on, where's the lineup? Uh, There's one game here I'm kind of excited about, not in the Capcom thing, but yeah. Do you guys want me to go through this list of games that are available? Uh, how many games are there? 
Uh, there are. Hold on. Yeah, just go ahead. All right, it's not too. Uh, Vulgus, I guess, is that what that is? Um, okay. Sorry, uh, Hijimaru. I'm assuming 1942, which I think you get for free, or no, 1943, I think you get for free. There's 1942, Commando, Ghosts and Goblins, Section Seven, uh, Japanese name. What is that? What are you? <laughs> no, what? It's, I don't. Is know. it in Japanese? Yeah, I think so. Takai like no Banka. Oh. Yeah, no, no, it was, it, it's, yeah, it's in Japanese characters, but then I see oh, the small fun. English written part right here. Um, sorry that you guys can see my mouse on the screen right now. I put this on the other monitor just so my face doesn't get like all colored. Um, the hell is that? Legendary, legendary wings, bionic commando, 1943, forgotten worlds, ghouls and ghosts, strider, dynasty wars, Final Fight, 1941, Counterattack. This is another Japanese title. Senjo no Okami 2. Okay. Mega Twins. Hold on. Maybe it's easier to do it this way. Carrier Air Wing, Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior. Uh, Captain Commando, Varth, Operation Thunderstorm, Warriors of Fate, Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter 2, Turbo. Powered Gear, Strategic Variant Armor Equipment, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, 19XX, The War Against Destiny, uh-oh, uh, Battle Circuit, Giga Wing, 1944, The Loop Master. There are a lot of 1940 games. Um, Pro Gear. How many more games are there? I don't know. This thing was weird. No, okay, that's all of them. I did it. That was okay. all of them. Pro Gear was the last one because I came back to okay. Vulgus. There's a lot right of games there. Now, now, what's the game you're excited about coming out of no this? No More Heroes 3. Oh, yeah. we're not there yet? Yeah. Now we're just kind of jumping. No, the I'm kidding. list yeah. I was looking at was right after, like, like, you mentioned everything else on this list aside from the Skyward Sword HD and, uh, like, the list I'm looking at and Hyrule Warriors. Expansion. Yeah, I've looked, yeah, no, I've, I've looked at three lists and they're all in different orders. <laughs> yeah, the list I have. It's not next. I'm kidding. It's fine. Uh, yeah, No More Heroes three. Still, I forgot how weird that game was revealed until every time they show it, and I'm like, right, that game is super weird. Yeah, coming it's out no August twenty seventh. Yeah. Uh, Stubbs. They the did release the first two. Oh, sorry. They did release the first two on the eShop. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to get caught up. I, as I remember, they're still probably two of the best games you can play on your Wii. You can play with your Wii. Yeah. Yep. 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 They were very, very well received. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse. Remember that game that uh, Frank O'Connor hey. made after Halo? And he put on the, from yep. the creator of Halo. Stubbs well, it, the it, Zombie. It, no, on the, on the cover it said, uses the same engine as Halo. Oh, uh, was that it, what it was? It, okay. it, it shared, shared the same engine, and I think this is the first time it's ever come off of the Xbox. Yes. Original Xbox, which is exciting. Because I thought Microsoft like published it or owned it or something. That's why I was surprised when I saw it. I was like, why is Stubbs here? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's coming March 16th. That's a remaster. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands, March 24th. DC Superhero hey. Girls Teen Power. 
uh, which was sure. that was that was a trailer. Uh, June fourth, and Knockout City is coming May twenty first. Uh, and Knockout City is not exclusive, by the way, because I saw Xbox tweet about it as well. Just as a heads up. Um, Neon White was a weird. Yeah, that was a weird. Wait, no, Neon White wasn't the. It's Annapurna, which is nice. Usually good. Wait, I First person action Neon... game about assassins. Yeah, but I didn't think that was a multiplayer game. Using a deck of tarot cards, action RPG dungeon crawler. I can see it being co-op if it's an action RPG dungeon crawl. Yeah, I That'd think this cool. list is bad, and I think they're confusing stuff. But yeah, from the creator, from the maker of Donut County. Um, oh, yeah. that's a fun game. So, Neon White looks weird and crazy. Uh, Miitopia is coming to Switch. Uh, Super Mario Great. stuff is coming to Animal Crossing. Mm. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy, the game about the war over salt and iron aptly called the salt iron war yeah uh, it's from the same team as octopath traveler so it definitely has the same art style also has the same bad code names they just like they just take the most literal thing yeah this strategy game is based on a triangle triangle strategy yep it is there is a demo out on the switchy shop yes. now if you are interested you can, you can play that star wars hunters a game that they announced but showed nothing for uh yeah, it's it's set it takes place between episodes six and seven, and it's a competitive free to play third person shooter from Zynga. Woof. It's from Zynga? Oh god. It yeah. does say that. It says from the developers of of games like Farmville and Words with Friends. Yep. Remember I Hoka why why would you <laughs> the current developers of a third person multiplayer shooter Put on that and say, from the developers of Farmville and Words with Friends comes this Star Wars shooter game. Do people still remember Farmville? Those are probably more name thing. recognition. To Those, like they're just users, so stupidly yeah, I different. Yeah, I, when I saw Star Wars Hunters, at first I was like, oh, that could be fun. Like... Maybe it's like Bounty Hunter on like PS2 or like Metroid Prime Hunters, which was super cool. I just feel cool. like they forgot Word Out. It's going to be Star Wars Word Hunter or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Where's Waldo with Star it's Wars It's a characters. third person Words with Friends game. <laughs> yeah, with it's words just Words with Friends with a Star universe. Wars skin. Oh my god. Ugh, disappointing. Write sentences as Yoda it's for gonna bonus points. It's going to be Prop points. Hunt with, with Star Wars characters. Yeah. The right. third person. Oh god. <sighs> World's End Club is a new game from the creators of Danganronpa. Uh, that's coming Originally out May 20th. released on iOS. Oh, that's out on iOS? Apparently. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. This is an enhanced port. Oh. The Switch uh, is getting the Ninja Gaiden trilogy. So all three, the Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. And that's going to be out in the summer. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. Age of Calamity. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I just want to say, uh, for the Ninja Gaiden collection, June 10th is the date. You have are you a better, on the website you, that... You, yeah, you have Are a you on the website that listed Pyra as Pyre? Yeah. Are you still using yeah, that same yeah. one? Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm using I'm using list. GameSpot. Okay. Yeah, I'm using, I'm using Verge's list. Yeah. You guys both probably have better lists than I do. Um, so, Saga Frontier Remastered, coming to Switch. I'm not there yet. Um, 
<laughs> remaster of a <laughs> Actually, PS1 I don't RPG. think that's, that's not on here. Perfect. It's coming out on April 15th. You t- Take it away, Ross. Uh, well, hold on. Let me just... Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is getting DLC this spring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Skyward um, Sword is getting the chance. HD. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have to use motion controls. They're adding in normal controls for Skyward Sword, which is good, I guess. Not interested. Um, anything else? Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 was the big showstopper reveal at the end. Yeah, it really stopped the show. I can't believe you forgot the most important announcement. (laughs) Not Splatoon Uh, 3. Hades is getting a physical release. That is very true, and I am all over it. I think that's coming out March 19th, I think. Yeah, it has a pretty Um, cool, like... Like cup, like book and stuff that comes with it. It looks yeah. Like. It comes with an art book and a code uh, to redeem for the soundtrack on your PC. I don't. Um, I, I in, on theory, I don't want to buy this, but I haven't bought Hades for Switch yet, and mm. I, I and it's a character book, so it has like all like profiles of all the gods, and that's yeah. kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. If I could buy it and get a digital copy, I would buy it because I don't want the cartridge. I just want the code <laughs> for yeah. Switch. But yeah, I'm gonna buy the heck out of that thing. Can't wait. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I feel like they have um, a really hard time showing Splatoon in any format because, like, the last couple of times they've shown anything Splatoon, we got that awful, awful trailer for the Splatoon Two expansion with that awful music. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember that. They really struggle to show Splatoon. And then, like, when they show it, the problem with Splatoon is, like, it always looks like the same game. I think almost more than any other game, Splatoon just looks like Splatoon. Because Splatoon 2 Mm. looked a hell of a lot like 1, and so far, 3 looks like it might have, like, some weird single-player campaign. Because the first thing they did is you customized a character and a pet, but then all they did was walk around, get on a train, and then they were in the city and they showed multiplayer footage. I mean, that's what you do in the other Splatoons. You customize your character and you walk around the multiplayer like we're overworld lobby. So it's just the same game. Probably. That's what you're telling oh People seem God. to enjoy that game. But wh- I have some friends um, who swear by that game. That game just looks the <sighs> most like the same game. Out of like, like, I know we joke all the, you know, there's always the jokes about like Call of Duty and stuff like that. <clears throat> but Splatoon. They all look the same. That's their that's they their Call the of same. Duty, man. Yeah, it's their their annualized sports game, their Call of Duty. Splatoon is going to turn into that now. But there is a uh, one more announcement. Um, Plants vs Zombies is coming to Switch. Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition coming on March nineteenth. If you're interested in that, um, I actually heard that's pretty good. I've also heard that those games are pretty good. And they they made a point, too, in the trailer. um, Everything in the game can be earned by playing the game. Nice. So That's good to see. It's uh, hearkening back to the olden days of just playing games and unlocking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the first Plant vs. Zombies and then, you know, I'm not going to lie. The microtransactions and stuff kind of sent it for a loop. Yeah, Plants vs. Zombies mm. 1 is really good, and then everything that came after that just kind of exists. I would say 2 was yeah. good, too, but 
uh, after that. Two, two had the microtransaction yeah. problem, though, and that's why I never got into it. Does two have the microtransactions? Yeah. I feel like two there's one after. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's two, but there was, like, an expansion or something that added a bunch of stuff. And I thought that was good. I don't know if that's two or what, but gotcha. Well, that was it for the direct. I was really hoping for a Metroid Prime trilogy collection, um, like I do every direct. But alas, so here's we the just thing: got Ninja Gaiden. Still nothing on Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Still nothing on Metroid. Anything. At a certain point, you got to be concerned, right? That they're not um, talking about these games at all. Nintendo holds their cards to their chest pretty well. Like they do an announce, they do announcements pretty far out. Yeah, but, but they showed Breath of the Wild over a year ago now. Didn't they reveal that in like 2019? Breath of the Wild two. Breath of the Wild two. Yeah. Uh, was yeah, it, it was that part of that last ago, big yeah. Nintendo Direct at that E3? So like, well, yeah, that's the thing is like they talked about it, and at least they mentioned that in this. But we haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime 4 since it's been rebooted. We haven't heard anything about Bayonetta Met- 3 since it was Metroid, announced. Metroid, I don't. I don't know. Bayonetta, I, I feel like because they aren't personally involved in developing Bayonetta, they're just like, when it's ready, it's ready. Metroid, I can't speak for. <laughs> but Yeah, and then um, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is supposed to come out this year. And they've only shown, like, they showed one updated trailer for it. Not at this direct, but from the initial trailer that was part of the switch reveal so it was supposed to come out like 2017 and it's yeah it's it's interesting it'll be interesting to see how these next few months play out leading up to the traditional e3 time frame um because yeah last year it, it wasn't the strongest year for the switch um there was animal crossing sure um but beyond that there weren't a ton of high quality or like big name bangers for the system that came out for sure so we'll see we'll see maybe they'll have some crazy announcements along with a switch pro at e3 who knows yeah i like i'm i was excited that they were doing you know the 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 big nintendo direct um I just felt like it was kind of underwhelming after all this time i just feel like you know they they probably thought they had a really good show and i'm sure for a certain crowd, that was a great show. Excuse mm-hmm. me, but for someone yeah. like me, I guess I guess that's that's a me thing because I'm not as invested into you know the Nintendo stuff. But like, I, there's a lot of other stuff I like. Like if they had teased a new Fire Emblem, I would have been all for it. Uh, you know, if, if they would just show me an Advance Wars, just show me you care, Nintendo. Um, I I was thinking, you know, shit. Like, why not bring back like Golden Sun or something? You know, it's the perfect opportunity. Yeah. But they have saying. all these games that are already announced, and like these are games that they announced that I am 100% interested in. Like I lost my shit for Metroid Prime 4, I lost my shit for Bayonetta 3, and they won't even give me the time of day for those games. And, you know, more power to you if you like Skyward Sword, you know, or if you're really big into Splatoon. But, like, it just... It, it didn't feel like there was anything major you know and i guess it doesn't have to be you know you don't need to have like the mic drop moment every time you do one of these but like it just didn't it felt really underwhelming in my opinion i don't think i mean i didn't watch it live but i mean they have like six big releases but they're very much take it or leave it if you like them like splatoon is a very like 
it's either you like it or you don't. Skyward Sword. I mean, for yeah, Zelda fans, that's Yeah, but I don't even count Skyward Sword big. for that because that's just a it's just an HD remaster. I mean, like that's not Mar- Mario Golf is big. Mario and Golf is probably the biggest announcement of the show, and that took place in the midpoint. And then I would say, like, just like confirming a date for Monster Hunter Rise and everything is Monster is Hunter Rise already big. had a date. It was just a okay. new trailer. And then the uh, localization of the detective game, I thought it was also pretty big. But yeah, as someone who is generally more into Nintendo stuff than you are, Chris, I was I was pretty underwhelmed by it as well. Um, but but we'll see what they do. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be it's going to be very interesting to see the Switch during the first full year of uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles and kind of what they do yeah. or if they change anything at all. Because, like, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, sitting down, playing on my Switch Lite, playing, the you know, Bowser's Fury, like, that was fun, you know? I had a good time. I, w- I wore that thing down for the first time ever. That it, it, didn't, it didn't just die because it was in my bag for weeks, you know? It died because I played it, you know? <laughs> so that felt good. Um, but, like... That's the thing is like I, you know, other than PC, you know, like I'm, I'm going to these consoles as a destination. That's just where I'm at with consoles. And it's no disrespect to them, but I'm only going to go there if they're going to put out something I care about. You know, I don't you know, like, you know, all, all these other games like you can announce all these remasters and stuff. But guess what? If they're on PC, I'm probably going to play them there. You know, that's just the fact of it. And so, you know, when you got a Bayonetta, when you've got a Metroid and stuff like that and the stuff that I want to play that I'm like, yo, I just want to power on my switch and play these games. Show me. Say something, you know? Even if they had said, they like, they're in progress, you know? Like, that would be something. You know, at least what they did yeah. about Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I was going to say, they did make a point to say that they literally brought out uh, A.G. Onuma to literally say, we don't have any updates for Breath of the Wild 2 right now, and we know you're disappointed. It's like, okay. Nope. I, don't even, I don't know if that's better than just not saying anything at all or, or what, but... But yeah, it's it was a Nintendo Direct. It happened. It's done. I'm more excited playing my GameCube right now than I am anything else, really. So I'm just trying to like. I want to know if Metroid Prime is going to come out remastered. If they're going to do that, because I have them on the GameCube, and I could play them, right. but I don't want to start them and then have them be like, "It's out on Switch," and I don't want to start over. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and you don't want to play the third one until it's probably on Switch because it is on the Wii. I don't want to have to dig up a Wii, and I don't want to play with that control scheme, I don't think. Ugh. Oh, God. Pardon me. Uh, yeah, so... Nothing crazy newsy this week. Uh, I pulled. No, a, there was. Um... I pulled a couple things. Oh, good. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you guys saw this. So remember how there's been all that talk of um, since since uh, Microsoft acquired Bethesda, uh, you know, are the games going to be exclusive? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm waiting to be redirected to this website. Um, so I'm just trying to double check if statement was made to them no so it was made to there's a statement from what is his role 
a developer from Playground Games. Uh, I think it's like Hervé Gangler or something like that. Uh, apologies if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. Um, he said this to Seb S. Soul Live. Uh, apparently, it was like a four-hour-long interview. Uh, the studios were already in their development cycle, and this is a message that Microsoft communicates all the time. They're not going to suddenly stop the development of a PlayStation version, for example. If your game is cross-platform, they're not going to say it's an, they're not going to say now it's an Xbox exclusive. They're in a long-term strategy and do not want to expressly take the game away from a community because they bought the studio. So it sounds like, you know, from somebody who would probably have that knowledge, you know, all those people out there who are like, "Oh, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 is exclusive and Starfield is exclusive and all that." You know, it, it don't 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 count your uh, don't count your fanboy credits yet. Don't cash that check because uh, it sounds like everybody's still going to be able to play those games if you're on a modern console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would be it would be stupid of them to to take those versions away at this point. Well, on, so, on one hand, sense. yes. On the other hand, no, because then it's like, okay, well, now you have to get people into your ecosystem. But no, it. it it's good business sense since those games were already implied to be coming to those platforms to release them on that, you know, to release them on the PlayStation five. It's not even an issue of like, you know, exclusivity, like my box is better than your box. It's just, it's, it's, it's not good business. Cause that was already being worked on, you know, why throw out all that work? You know, when the, when Starfield is probably close ish to being done and elder Scrolls six was already being planned with like a PlayStation in mind. In addition yeah. to an Xbox, yeah. obviously. Um, right. But I thought that was, you know, that that was cool to hear for the people, you know, because there are people out there who are just like, hey, I have a PlayStation. I want to play this game. What do I do? You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Microsoft actually kind of making the news this week. They announced a new boost feature for some backwards compatible games. Yeah, that was the one, the one story that I pulled. Yeah, I found it interesting. Oh, do you want to? Run that down? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So it's a free update for specific games. Um, right now, uh, it's just going to affect Sniper Elite 4, Far Cry 4, Watch Dogs 2, UFC 4, and new Super Lucky's Tales. Um, so ga- games that receive the boost and are compatible with it, um, you'll be able to play those games in 60 FPS instead of 30 FPS. Um, some games, like new Super Lucky's Tale will be in 120 FPS. Um, so it's 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 just for, um, as of right now, um, Xbox One games. Um, there's nothing in here that I see about any other further backwards compatible games getting this FPS boost. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like another, another cool thing that Microsoft is rolling out for free um, to their consoles. Um, so, yeah, it's it's cool. I hope they it'll be interesting to see the speed at at which they add games to have this feature. Um, I'm and... curious how, because like the thing is, is like you know when with, with a lot of these like boosted performance modes, it's always been like, hey, we just give you a better 30 FPS. So like I'm I'm curious, like did they go to the developers and be like, hey, can you unlock your frame rate or something like? I'm curious yeah. how they did it because this is a much better way to do that, in my opinion, is up the frame rate as much as you can, you know? 
that's always in my book. That's going to be the way to do it. And I heard, um, oh, I actually didn't pull this story, but, um, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that after, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, that's a really great feature. And if they can keep capitalizing on that and like, you know, other backwards compatible stuff, um, that'd be really cool, you know, to, to play some of those Xbox one games that, you know, maybe weren't the best performing back when they came out and to play them at a much higher frame rate now on better hardware would be pretty big. Like that would just further cement the Xbox as like the backwards compatibility King, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope that, I don't know. It must, maybe it's a licensing thing or something, but I really hope they improve the quality or the quantity of original Xbox titles compatible. Um, because with the Xbox one slash series X, cause I was looking into that this weekend and I was like, in terms of original Xbox, there's like 25 titles. And then I looked up the backwards compatibility for original Xbox on the 360, and it was like almost all of them. So part of me is like, why can't they just do that again on the new or consoles? Yeah. I would love to be able to pop in any of my original Xbox games into my Xbox One or Series X whenever I get it and play it. But no, I have to keep my 360 around in case I want to play any of those that aren't on the backwards compatibility it list. It could be worse. I own the original Mech Assault, and I would have to get an original Xbox to play it. I've been thinking about getting an original Xbox again. I bought one for our Tony, not Cypher, but our Tony, uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago for Christmas, so he could play his version of Morrowind that he loves. And then he finally... he he played it so much that he finally got it working in a way he liked on his PC. So now I don't think he even plays it. But I'm like, whatever. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Classic hit maneuver. Um, I didn't pull this, but I, uh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, or I thought it was cool. That. I'm sorry, what? I was going to say, we're talking about that. I still, I just want to be able to play Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they dude, patched it game. out of working on... 360 for some reason. Oh, like weird. It didn't work because it was a double disc. It was with Sega yeah. Racing 2000 or whatever. Yeah, Sega GT 2002. There it was a double pack. Yeah. And yeah, that's sad. Mm-hmm. God, remember Even when though, every publisher made like every genre of game? Every publisher had a racing game. They had a sports game. They had. Remember when Xbox had an NFL game? As I say, people forget that 2K was originally from Sega. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, I was leaning down because I definitely just got a splinter in my foot that hurt. And I was like, I need to get this out now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. that. That's no joke. You get that shit out. Um, Metro Exodus is getting a uh, enhanced version uh, with NVIDIA DLSS 2.0 and uh, improved ray tracing. Uh, hmm. And nice. it's going to support ray tracing now on the consoles, on the PS5, the Series X, and the Series S. And according to uh, 4A Games, uh, apparently they're targeting 1080p 60fps with ray tracing on the Series S. Oh, nice. So that's actually kind of huge. Um, yeah, so it sounds like they're targeting high frame rate and ray tracing, which is ideally the best way to do it. So even you Series S owners uh, are going to get a pretty good experience with that. Uh, and 
anybody who owns it like on PC, I'm very excited. They're going to give it to us for free. So I'm going to play through Exodus again with ray tracing this time. And I'm very excited because that game already looked really good. And now with DLSS 2.0, it's going to look even better. And I'll be able to ray trace it without sacrificing frames. Too many frames. So uh, I'm pretty pumped to play that now. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It'll be interesting to see if things like that start to happen more and more. Or like more developers do what they did with uh, Miles Morales with the 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 4k 60 with ray trace or no it was was it 1080p ray tracing i think it was targeted 1080p 60 fps with ray tracing up to like super sampled to 4k or whatever right right right. gotcha gotcha yeah yeah update um, update yes uh what you call it splinter splinters are the worst yes that's facts yeah yeah, they're super I just annoying. Don't what they were called just now. Like, what the fuck? No, it's fine. It's you know when you have to think of it, just think of the the rat who was the mentor for the Ninja Turtles. That's what well, I think. Splinters are the worst. Is the closest thing I have to a title so far. So <laughs> that's that's the pending title right now. Uh, Ross, I know this is usually your bread and butter. Um, I don't know if you have mm. the podcast doc up, but uh, Microsoft announced some new Game Pass games for February. Hmm, I did not see that. Uh, New Good to see our buddy Halo Knight uh, in the chat, aka John. Uh, you guys might be hearing from him on the podcast in the near future. What's up, John? Uh, friend um, of the site, see. a longtime personal friend of myself and Ross. You guys might be hearing him, maybe guesting a couple times here in the future. Man, if schedules work out. This Splinter origin. I got one on from, your whole camera. It, ori- it originated where? I don't even know where. Like I can't oh. see on my floor where yeah. it poked it. Me. Yeah, with splinters, you gotta like soak it in water until it gets soft, then you can pull it out. Nah, I just went at it. I was like, kak, 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 and I hacked at my foot to get it out. <laughs> uh, part of me just heard you make that sound and wished that it could be dubbed into like Dragon Ball Z when they're punching. <laughs> uh, anyway, game's coming to Game Pass. In February, as we're halfway through the month, uh, Ghost of a Tale is on PC. Came out on the fourth. Project Winter came uh, out on the fourth. Uh, Ghost of a Tale PC, Project Winter, uh, console PC and uh, mobile with uh, Game Pass. Uh, the Falconeer came out on the fourth uh, with game on Game Pass console and or mobile console and PC. Uh, a f- phenomenal game, Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age. Phenomenal remaster slash remake mostly remaster of final fantasy 12 uh came out on the 11th for console and pc uh, jurassic world uh, what's that that's in game pass now yeah yeah that's why I'm, I'm i'm reading off game pass games jurassic world evolution coming out on mobile and console on the 11th so that's out stealth inc 2 which i've heard good things about the stealth inc games um, a game of clones out on the 11th as well for mobile uh, and console. Chris's favorite game, Wolfenstein Youngblood. You can now play it on your phone. I played that last. Congratulations! Week. You weren't here. I talked about it. I'm sorry. It was fine. Um, yeah. Do you have the new um, games, or is that see. just all the old ones? Because uh, I have a new list. 
Oh, you have a new Starting list. on the 18th. I'll go through my list. Yeah, that, that was the old yeah, ones. Yeah. I think we talked about those. Maybe we didn't, actually, because those don't sound familiar. Um, this one, I pulled this one yeah, from Eurogamer. Um, Code Vein is hitting Game Pass on PC on February 18th. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire is coming to console in the cloud. Wreckfest nice. uh, is coming to console, PC, and cloud. You should download that. That's a fun game. Uh, that's from Bugbear. Uh, so they're really good about like the destruction physics and stuff like that. On February 23rd, Killer Queen Black uh, is coming to Game Pass on console and cloud. Uh, February 25th, Dirt 5 is coming to Game Pass on console, PC, and cloud. And then also on that day is Elite Dangerous on console and Super Hot Mind Control Delete on PC. There are a couple games leaving Game Pass starting on the 24th, Dirt 4. On the 28th, uh, Mamadora, uh, Reverie Under the Moonlight, uh, Mother Russia Bleeds, Oxenfree, Jackbox Party Pack 4, and Vambrace Cold Soul are all leaving uh, Game Pass. You should play Oxenfree before it leaves. That is a very good game. So I've heard. Indeed. My friend Jake swears about that game. Yeah, it's a super. It's a really good narrative-driven game. It's made by the same people who made uh, After Party, the game where it plays two characters who die and have to beat Satan in a drinking game to get out. So, uh, very dialogue-driven, story-heavy games. Very fun. Very good. And that's that. All right. So, this last piece of news is kind of weird. Uh, it's not really news. It's it is, but it isn't. Uh, who here remembers Six Days in Fallujah? I remember the title. I don't remember anything. Famously else. announced in two thousand nine, it was going to be published by Capcom, highlighting the six day battle in Fallujah against insurgents in Iraq. Um, which at the time, you know, that was a battle that took place in two thousand four. People felt like, nah, it's too soon. It's too real. We can't do that. Konami backed out of publishing and the game kind of went dark. It's back now with a new publisher and the same overall story. The issue is that now, you know, it has since become more and more clear that, uh, you know, it was not so much a battle against. It, it was a battle against Al Qaeda but it was in a war that increasingly looks like, you know, we, we should not have been there at all uh, as, as time passes. And it was a battle in which there were multiple, uh, in all likelihood, war crimes committed, uh, white phosphorus used on civilians, things like that, uh, that were definitely in violation of you know the Geneva Convention. Uh, so it, it's, it is a battle that is looked upon very poorly by history. Uh, and it, with things that are not really acknowledged by the U.S. Uh, or the military as, as far as things that were done. Um, also, like, you know, things like the, the A-10 runs with the depleted uranium shells and an increase in, like, cancer rates in children in the area. Um, it wasn't good. A lot of people died in Fallujah. And, you know, on, on, on all sides. And so... Here comes Six Days in Fallujah, uh, promising to tell an authentic story about the events that took place. 
But don't worry, guys. It's not political. So the publisher has gone on record basically saying, I, I want to find, I want to try and find the quote here. There's a couple. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Rami Ishmael. He was part of uh, Vlambeer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really good guy. And he is kind of waging a one-man war against this game. Um, and like he's doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah, I, this is what I was looking for. Let me open this in a new tab. Let me move this here. So, I, I just want to know why. At what point? How much time has to pass where you just like the ship has sailed? Like they can't. Like, what are they gonna do to this game? Because I just watched the trailer. Oh, you did it okay. Like, it doesn't look good (laughs) so here's the thing and the biggest issue right now is that they're going about it i i I pulled this article i'm trying to find like an exact so this is some of the things that were said by the publisher victura um it's the whole goal of the game is to according to this polygon article engender empathy for the american troops in the field uh, so this is from the team, uh, from the publisher. I think it's reasonable. People can disagree with that for us as a team. It's really about helping players understand the complexity of urban combat. It's about the experiences of that individual. And now, or, I'm sorry. It is about the experiences of that individual that is now there because of political decisions. And we do want to show how choices are made by policymakers, Chris, Chris but it's not political. Th- yeah. How choices that are made by policymakers. <laughs> exactly. Affect the choices that a Marine needs to make on the battlefield, just as that Marine cannot second-guess the choices of policymakers. We are not trying to make a political commentary about whether or not the war itself was a good or bad idea. But they ended up there because of political choices. So, yeah. I'm saying those two statements contradict each other. Exactly. So, here's a little background that they pulled. This is probably... Um, uh, a little better. So th- this is from Polygon. This is all their words. Uh, the city of, Fu- they did the research for this. I want to give them the credit where credit is due. The city of Fallujah became a hotbed of insurgent activity during the 2003 Iraq war. A terrorist named Abu Musab al Zarqui. Mm-hmm. I did my best with that. Uh, drew fighters to that city from around the country and beyond the violence he inspired directly caused thousands of civilian casualties, but also resulted in the deaths of a team of private military contractors from Blackwater, USA. The image of their burned and mutilated corpses hanging from a bridge became synonymous with the U S occupation of the country itself. In 2004, Western forces tried to retake the city not once but twice. Six Days in Fallujah focuses on the Second Battle of Fallujah, which cost around 100 American lives, and according to the International Red Cross, the lives of at least 800 civilians. The focus of the game is on the Marines and how dangerous it was to be you know, breaching into these homes. They're, you know, in the trailer, they're talking about stories of, yeah, they'd lead us into the back and, you know, you'd get shot through a hole in the wall or this or that. And, you know, you wouldn't know you were safe until you were alive. And I get that. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the men and women who served during that conflict because that was not their choice to be there. I'm not here to take anything away from them. 
but this doesn't seem like the war to choose because it was a war that we were there way too long. We were there for all the wrong reasons based on an assumption that was wholly proven to be incorrect. Like this is not our proudest moment. And I don't think highlighting a, a horrible battle in that, you know, unfortunate war. I, I don't know how better to say that. And I apologize if I'm coming off any way. You know, I'm not, again, not trying to take anything away from the people who served and fought in that. But it's like a war we probably shouldn't have been in. Highlighting a battle in which tactics were used that cost the lives of hundreds of civilians. And we're just going to make it into a brouhaha, you know, go soldiers video game it's also it's just like you're doing a mission where our government essentially sent a troop of soldiers on a suicide mission using tactics they shouldn't have been using and also like it's an interesting story but you're taking away the most interesting part by saying it's not going to be political so what's the redeeming factor here yeah and and, and, i'm sorry go ahead because you could make an interesting no. story how, like, the civilians don't want this, <laughs> the troops don't want this, but they're in this weird place, and they can make an interesting story based on that. So here's the thing. Part of the game, you play as an Iraqi father trying to get his family out of the city. And apparently, they interviewed civilians who survived... And things like that. Um, so here, here's another part. This is another kind of troubling part. Um, this is, again, from the publisher. There are things that divide us, and including those really divisive things, I think, distracts people from the human stories that we can all identify with. I have two concerns with including phosphorus as a weapon. Number one is that it's not a part of the stories that these guys told us, so I don't have an authentic, factual basis on which to tell that. That's most important. Number two is I don't want sensational types of things to distract from the parts of that experience. I don't think players are going to be confused about the cost of war. I just don't think that they're going to walk away from this experience going, we need more war. I don't think that's something that the Marines and soldiers want as a message. I don't think that's something the Iraqi civilians want as a message. I think people do need to understand the human cost of war. Perhaps playing the game will make them curious and they'll want to learn more about all the things that have happened in Fallujah since the 2004 battle, and that will lead them to their own conclusions from doing the research. But right now, simply ignoring the battle is not going to cause them to think about all of its consequences. whole thing just feels weird and so like i don't know rami ismail is is fucking taking this game to task on twitter like he posted a thing the other day and it's funny and it's sad at the same time he posted a thing on twitter have a hot take on cyberpunk get 23 interview requests and he's like me an actual muslim you know talking about this game zero interview requests And he's just like, nobody wants my perspective on this because that's not what the game is about. And he's just tearing them apart and and for all the right reasons, I think. Um, And like you you look at it from his perspective as somebody from, you know, 
from that region who would have been a you know either a direct victim or victim by proxy of this conflict and it's like why you know why shouldn't he be upset you know that like we're just going to gloss it, over um, these potential atrocities that occurred you know and and it's like i say potential it's not potential you know it's the the, the facts are there <laughs> but it, it's See, now, now I'm glossing over it because I'm trying to be politically correct and not trying to say anything bad, you know, about, you know, but something's got to give here, right? And it just feels like it feels like they're trying to make like a military shooter from 2003. That's just all like macho, gung ho, like America, F yeah. And including this story of this father and son, like as a consolation and feeling like they have to. Well, so the characters in the game are based on real people. They interviewed actual soldiers who fought in Fallujah. So they're based on, and, and that's, that's the part of it that like is vaguely, you know, that is vaguely interesting about the game is the authenticity of their perspective. If the game captures that, that doesn't take away from the issue of the subject matter and the the not addressing the bigger picture here. You know, that doesn't take away from that. But that's the one part of it that is interesting, kind of being in that perspective of like, you know, this is what war is really like, you know? It, 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 that that real fear element of like, because, you know, it, war is not Call of Duty. You know, war is not run around a corner and just start blasting, you know? So... I feel like somebody could do that game and get that point across. I don't think it's going to be six days in Fallujah. I don't think they're going to get any point across. And I feel like they're, they're doing exactly what they did in 2009. And like Nat said, the game doesn't look all that good to begin with. Um, it looks like a PS3 game, like an early PS3 well, game. Well, that's like, when it was supposed to come out. <laughs> it looks like it looks like Sons of Liberty with more color. Yeah, it's it sounds like the developer is just kind of oblivious, and it sounds like they really just yeah, want to I make the... that game at any cost. I mean, consolation. For anything, this game doesn't look like it's going to be very successful. No. Like, the trailers have no views. Uh, like, there's articles talking about it, but I doubt anybody's going to actually buy this. Like, like if it somehow ends up on Steam, it's going to be a game that people buy. Like, look at this crazy game, but I doubt it's going to be. Like, it's going to, if they do recoup, it's going to take them a long time to recoup, considering how long they've held on keeping the dream alive of apparently it's been in development for like 16 years that's what i'm gonna say well it's been in development forever like you know we thought duke nukem was bad and then here's 16 years for this game i just can't believe it's happening again like when i saw it i was like no not that game again and like that's the thing is back then i was i was kind of interested in the game but I, I also back then was not aware of what really happened in Fallujah. And that's why I was interested in the game. But that's the thing is they're only serving you half the story. And there, a lot of people were like, you know, here's an opportunity. A lot of people were comparing it to Spec Ops The Line. 
not in the sense of like they expect the games to be the same, but in the sense of you had an opportunity to show both perspectives, you know, because Spec Ops the line kind of treaded that line and showed like how you could kind of go too far, you know, at what cost do you do these things? And that's what made Spec Ops the line great was like you saw the cost of doing those things. Like when he used the white phosphorus and things like that there, you got to see that. And six days in Fallujah is kind of taking the coward's way out. And like, we're not going to show you that stuff. We're just going to show you, you know, what we think is the good stuff. We don't want to talk about the bad stuff. That's not part of our game. Whereas spec ops kind of embraced that and it benefited from being fictional. You know, and, mm. and that's the problem is like if you're going to take this real life battle and you're going to tell a story about it. Authenticity is everything, you know, based on a true story, you know, you got to you got to have that. And the more you fluff it or the more you leave information out, are you really telling that story anymore? Or is it just your your fictional version of what happened? If, if you don't address it, that's just fiction at that point, right? Yeah. 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 It's not, uh, yeah. <sighs> I can't believe that game is coming out. I don't, I don't, I, that's what I meant to do. I don't know what other games this publisher has done. Uh, Victora. I want to look Well, Victora doesn't seem like they've published much, but, uh, the studio published a bunch of old games. It looks like they stopped, and then some. And then there's another studio that's also credited on it, that's newer that doesn't have anything else, like accredited. Highwire, Highwire has Golem and Six Days of Fallujah. Those are the only two games yeah. they have. And Atomic yeah, Golem games. was, a, yeah. I was just gonna say Golem was a fairly well received PSVR game, um, and then. Atomic Games. Yeah, they have Close Combat, Breach. They have a bunch of just war games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's a weird situation. It feels like it's going to be... unsuccessful, to say the very least, and hopefully it'll just kind of pass by. I can't find anything. It doesn't seem like it's worth anyone's time. Yeah, I was saying Victoria seems more like that's just somebody's like I, yeah I can't find front, anything like, like even nothing. on the Wikipedia page like there's just nothing for Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my new trick I learned when looking up a shady company is to type in holding after <laughs> because it's normally something like apparently Highwire Games is a bunch of former Halo and Destiny developers. Weird. Yeah. That's super weird. They're going down that hill. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I feel like I feel like we're done talking about that. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's much more to say about it. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. Chad, if you guys got any... If you guys got any questions, comments, anything you guys have that you want us to talk about... You know, drop them in here, and uh, you know we 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 are happy to uh, talk about it. But um, you know, I f- I feel like we got into the games right away. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, 
How's everybody doing? How are you guys doing? We we skipped this part. Normally we talk about how we're doing. How's everybody today? Mm. Pretty tired. Probably not the time after yeah. talking about six days in Fallujah. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I care about my friends. Want to know how everybody's doing? Good talk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Russell wants to know what we think about the explosive rise of Valheim. I don't. I don't I've, even fully know what Valheim is. I know it's a uh, like yeah, it's another like Rust kind of game. game. You know, it's yeah. survival, build a base I've kind seen, of thing. I've seen Northern Line play it, and it looks interesting. But it looks, I don't know. It's just it, so, like I was thinking of playing it, and then I realized it's like, oh, that's probably not my thing. But yeah, so seems, that's seems cool. how I was like interested in. It. So here's the thing: right now, it has the second most concurrent players on Steam after CS:GO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the game has like broken records for player counts, like concurrent players all within like I think it sold like two million copies in its first two weeks. Like it's insane how this game has exploded, and like it it it, it is crazy. Like it it's it's like this meteoric rise, and I I don't know what prompted it because it just it no disrespect, but it looks like another one of those games, you know. Well, a, Who's the developer? It's a arc Iron open, Gate like, open world type game, and it's being published by Coffee Stain. Mm. It looks like this is Iron Gate's first game, at least on Steam. Iron Gate AB. Gotcha. Well, at least from what I what what my understanding is, the way it like plays and the movement and everything is like like old WoW and like games of that era. So a lot of people, it's like that, and then it meets like you know like arc base building survival game. So it scratches like two itches that like you know some people are looking for. And I've seen like the people who like it seem to really like it. Well, yeah, I mean it's got fifty three thousand reviews, ninety six percent overwhelmingly positive. Like yeah, it, it's, it's incredible, and like again, it came out February second. Yeah. It's been out two weeks. And this game is already probably one of the most reviewed on Steam. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's I'm ha- ha- happy for people who are who are digging it. I have less than zero interest in it. Yeah, I mean, like I almost again, I almost feel like I kind of have to try it I'm at a certain point, just because it's like crazy. Like it looks cool. <laughs> it's co-op, you know, so you can just go into a world with your friends and play if you want. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it is crazy. Just like it kind of came out and I heard about it and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then it was just the biggest game in the world, you know? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, I don't have much else to say beyond that, but. <sighs> I guess, I, I guess this is just going to be a, a short episode this week, guys. Not a, not a ton to really talk about. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty quiet week. Anytime, Russell. I was gonna say oh, we also didn't have Divinity talk this week. So right, that's, like a good that's my bad. I had up. some uh, stuff come up yesterday, so I could not Divinity Tuesday. But uh, I will be back for our regularly scheduled Divinity session next week. I missed it very much. But um. Yeah, so we will have an update for Divinity next week. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we squeeze another one in at some point this week. I don't know. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, unless you guys have anything else, it sounds like that's that's an episode right there. I guess Splinters Are the Worst yeah. is our title. There it is. All right. That's all you need to know. So, uh, you know, anybody who does watch on YouTube, uh, just a heads up, uh, you know, Cypher again, our editor, he's going through, you know, the whole Texas crisis right now. Uh, so if the episode goes up late, don't, you know, don't, don't hurt him. Uh, don't go after him. Blame the weather. Um, Texas is ill prepared for the snow. Uh, if you're listening on anchor, thank you as always. Uh, you know, don't forget to, uh, rate us on your podcast service of choice if they allow that five stars goes a long way it's crazy it's like my like my friend nat told you uh five stars means a lot i wasn't sure it's, if you were gonna back me up what on that. gets <laughs> like reviewing especially on apple is what gets the podcast in the algorithms you know to be recommended amongst other podcasts so you know we love reviews. algorithms. That's just, the, that's just the interactions. So, All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Uh, have a good one. Bye-bye.